Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What time is it? It's brownie time! <laughs> Excuse me. Couldn't get to the cough button there in time. <laughs> I didn't notice. Uh, did you just put on your Cubs World Series ring? <laughs> it feels good. And I know how much you hate the fact that I got a ring. Yeah, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest middle linebackers in Bears history indeed down here with Mike Singletary. Did you see Die Hard? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did too. That was awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Samurai. Donna Mark Grody. Hey, Cordero, can I get a couple minutes with you here, uh, man? I ain't even talking today, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's been kind of a devastating day for me with, with uh, Bubba and then the bird. So, Bubby. 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 And when the Patriots took a 3 no. nothing lead... I when thought, they took no, a, no, 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 Les, the Bears were America's team. What are you talking about? The, no, they weren't. The no, they weren't. Yeah, everybody, sure they were. yeah, they were. everybody, you weren't down there, I was. Mark Grody, go ahead. Unmute Mark. Right. Here I am, unmuted. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Grody on 670 The Score. It's an incredible place that... We are in with the Chicago Cubs right now because it has been the opposite so many times in Cubs history. And I don't even know how we're supposed to handle this because we literally have never seen anything like this from the Cubs during a regular season. As we welcome you into the program. I am Mark Grody. I get to be with you until 6 o'clock tonight, and we are open. If you are driving home from the Cubs game right now, walking home from the Cubs game right now, you got your earbuds in and you want more Cubs, we're going to give you more Cubs. 312-644-6767 is the the phone number if you want to get in here. I am also available to you via text message. Same number, 312-644-6767. And I am on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports is the way to do that. So 312-644-6767. Cubs win 5 to nothing today behind the absolute domination of a pitching performance by Justin Steele. His best yet, and there's been a lot of great out of Justin Steele. Eight innings, no runs, struck out 12, walked to allowed a couple of hits as well. We'll talk more about Justin Steele and some of the intricacies of this particular 5 nothing win, which was in the balance 
for a lot of the game, actually. Really just a terrific pitching duel between Justin Steele and Logan Webb today. But it's worth repeating that the Cubs were 10 games under 500 in June when they were swept by the Angels. Do you even remember that? Yes, the Cubs swept by the Angels. And they were, what, 26 and 36 in June. And, again, this is the 2023 Chicago Cubs are the first team in this franchise's history to go 10 games over 500 after being 10 games under the 500 mark. And the reason that it is more of a revelation than it actually is on paper is because if you are a Cubs fan of a certain age, eh, you really don't have to be of a certain age. If you're a Cubs fan who's been a Cubs fan before 2015, there have been so many seasons, which again, have been the antithesis, where you thought they might have something, and then it goes down the tubes. And I'm not just talking about, look, we could get into the postseason. The Cubs have proved nothing in this postseason, obviously. And that's that's where we need to start to angle our conversation eventually. But, you know, there's been so much heartbreak through the years just in the postseason. But there's been plenty of it during expectant regular seasons or just seasons that you didn't necessarily expect, that they were riding high for a while, and then they fell off the map. So it is, it is nice to be able to say that and to, to talk about it. We're going to talk about a ton with the Cubs. But I do have a question for you, the Cubs fan, at 312-644-6767. And I already put it up on Twitter and have already got a ton of really good responses. Who do you give the most credit for this, again, un- Unprecedented regular season turnaround. Is it David Ross, who seemingly has learned on the job? He has been imperfect for sure. And we're going to break down and get on him for decisions that he makes still and that he has made in the past, but he is the one overseeing this. I mean, you could talk alone about the way he handled Seiya Suzuki with dropping him down in the order, keeping him out of the order at times when he was slumping badly. I mean, that's a that's a sensitive situation. The, the entire Seiya Suzuki situation, not just because of the money that they paid him, but also because of his boss, Jed Hoyer, who brought him in to, in theory, in theory, be a cornerstone piece for the next Cubs team that would be winning. So that was a delicate situation that they handled correctly. And that, that, ladies and gentlemen, when people poo-poo the idea that the manager has got nothing to do with it and the manager doesn't count, and, hey, the manager can't go out there and hit, the manager can't go out there and field, It's like the dumbest, laziest argument I could possibly hear from anybody because the manager can do things. And that is subject number one. That is example number one. What do you do? I can't go out there and play for Suzuki. You know what you could do? You could drop his ass in the order. You can keep him out of the game. You could take him in the back, and I'm sure they had a lot of talks with Suzuki in the most delicate of ways. 
That's exactly how a manager can affect the game. So please don't ever tell me that a manager can't affect a game and doesn't affect a game. That's what you do. When things stink, you change things. You alter things, and that's what David Ross has done. By the way, he's not my number one. (laughs) After that impassioned speech, you would have thought that David Ross was my number one reason for why the Cubs turn things around. It's not. Is it Justin Steele? I mean, he's got to be close, right? Justin Steele, talk about it, a revelation. I'm going to use that word a lot today, revelation. Justin Steele is Cy Young worthy right now. He is Cy Young worthy. Yes, I was wrong about Justin Steele. Eight innings again today, 12 strikeouts, two walks, two hits. You know what I like best about Justin Steele's day today? The 12 strikeouts were great. And I listened to most of the game on the radio today. I realized as I was out at Hallis Hall, I'm like, oh, man, Marky Mark's got to get in his car and get back to downtown Chicago because this game is a fl- an hour and 59 minutes. I'm like, I don't have time to wait around for Jaquan Brisker. So we'll bring you Jaquan Brisker a little later so I can actually hear what Jaquan Brisker had to say of the Chicago Bears. This game just absolutely flying today. So I listened to most of it on the radio, and the the drama that Pat Hughes was bringing was real. If it was just a little bit cooler out today, like weather-wise, it would have felt like playoff baseball. I would have had that tingle. I had a little bit of that tingle just because it because of what was going on. And we're, we're like li- I'm listening to this performance by Justin Steele, which was unprecedented in, in its own way, but just needed to be a little bit cooler to actually feel that. But for sure, for sure, Justin Steele is up there. Oh, yeah, my favorite part of his performance today, San Francisco eighth inning. And it's 3 nothing Cubs. I had a look at my sheet there. He walks, Justin Steele walks the leadoff hitter, J.D. Davis. And then imme- and this is classic Justin Steele this year. Gets in a little bit of trouble. I mean, that's, a, that's, a tight, that's a tight spot right there. You got a 3 nothing lead, and you walk the leadoff guy in a, in a very important game. Because you're still trying to thump out San Francisco once and for all. Cubs have done that before, right? August 2015. He gets Casey Schmidt to, to ground into a double play. Boom. Bouncer to, to Madrigal. A tough play, at least the way it sounded on the radio. And, oh, do I trust Pat Hughes. Turns the double play. Two outs right there, and you're already feeling good. It's 3 nothing. But then uh, the next guy, Paul DeYoung. Illinois State's very young. Singles. And... But this is what this is what Justin Steele does. Next guy up, Mike Yaz. Struck him out. Struck his ass out. And I think it was the previous game that Justin Steele pitched where he was not really on point. He still got the win. It was still very good. But it looked like he was laboring in his the, the performance previous to this. But he had similar things happen where he had a bad inning that could have been worse, struck out a couple of guys back-to-back in his, in his previous performance to this. But the, other than the strikeouts and just dominating and working the corners today and doing all the things that he has done all year, he is also fearless when he gets into those spots where you're like, okay, is this where Justin Steele comes down? Is this where he's going to give up a five spot? And no, he is an absolute bulldog out there. So Justin Steele is on the list of who do you give the most credit for in terms of the, this Cubs turnaround? David Ross, 
Justin Steele, obviously Cody Bellinger. I mean, that guy was 50-some RBIs since the All-Star break. Absolutely amazing. I'm going to give a vote to my guy, Jan Gomes. Jan freaking Gomes, man. I love Jan Gomes. He's just so fun, man. I don't know if fun's the right word to watch. He's just so clutch. Just so cl- He had an RBI single in the seventh and made it three to nothing. Every time I turn around, this guy's doing something and throwing somebody out at second base. I didn't think Jan Gomes was going to be any good for the Cubs. I wasn't excited about Jan Gomes. Remember when the Cubs signed Jan Gomes? It's like, oh, God, Jan Gomes is coming to the Cubs. Jan Gomes has been absolutely terrific, so I put him on my list. But my answer is, and I will, let me get some of your calls here, 312 644 Man, I was going to feel like it's almost cheating. Jed Hoyer. Jed Hoyer is the the reason for this turnaround. He is the reason, of course, because he put the team together. But also, how hard must it have been for him to cancel the trade deadline, essentially, in terms of selling? He buys Jam and Jamer Candelario, who's been really, I know he's been slumping lately, but that guy's just a professional, right? Jamer Candelario, professional hitter, professional fielder. Very good. So he he doesn't sell. I mean, that that's the big part right there. And I understand he was probably in a situation where he just felt like he couldn't. Like if they really are of the philosophy that every season is sacred, but they were that close to hitting the sell button on the season, and a case could have been made still, despite how hot they got. What was it, the the eight-game winning streak starting in late July? Remember the eight-game? Remember the W8? That's what kind of ended it in terms of the way they were going to tinker with this team. But it still would have been, could have. I was one that wanted to see them deal. I don't remember if it was before the eight-game winning streak or after it, but... It felt like it wasn't sustainable, and now it feels like it is sustainable. So I'm going to go with Jed Hoyer for having the guts to keep it, even thinking the value he could have gotten for a guy. I mean, I don't think Cody Bellinger's coming back to the Cubs. I really don't. I just don't feel it. I love it. I love it. I don't feel it. I don't feel it for, for Cody Bellinger coming back to the Cubs. It does. I just haven't heard the right words yet. So, I mean, we'll see. But that, that would have been very tempting to do that. They could have done some things for the future that might have locked them in even better than they are now. But the man made the right decision. we got to take a quick break, but I see you guys. We will get to you, I promise. 312-644-6767. Let's talk Cubs. Who do you give the most credit for this Cubs turnaround this year? I'm Mark Grody. Leo Stodderher is our guy on the other side of the glass, taking your calls right now, and we'll be back shortly. Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. A 2-1. A little looper center field base hit. Suzuki is going to score. Cubs lead three to nothing. Jan Gomes delivers. These could be two very big runs in this game, Ron. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. That's Jan freaking Gomes. Pat Hughes. Right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. Cubs win. They beat San Francisco 5-zip, back to 10 games over 500. They match their win total of 74 games from one year ago with 24 games to go. 3-1-2-6-44-67-67. Who do you give them the most credit for this Cubs turnaround? I gave you my answer. It was Jed Hoyer. I'm going to hear yours here in just a second. This is also a thumbs up. This is the time when we have to admit things. This is also... A thumbs up to the people who hit you over the head with, and this is just as players and managers, got this one right, with it's a 162-game season. It's a 162-game season, and anything could happen when – because I, I, I got to admit, like, I can't stand it when people say, like, when you're halfway through a season, well, there's still, you know, 102 games to go, or there's still – 87 games to go. Like, that doesn't usually hold water with me very much because usually that's just something you say because you can't really say anything else. So I would say that the it's a 162-game season, folks. Kind of lucked into one this time because you got that right. 162 games is what Major League Baseball is, and uh, the Cubs are using every single game to get to where they are. Which again is ten games over five hundred and a playoff team. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Bob is in Joliet. What's going on, Bob? You're on the score. Hello, Bob. No, Bob. Did we lose Bob? No. Okay, we'll go on. We'll go to Chris. Chris. Bob's been waiting a while. I feel bad for Bob now. All of a sudden, let's go to Chris in Wisconsin. Hello, Chris. You're on the score. Uh, badly for Bob at all. More time for me. Uh, Mark, I'm really, really disappointed with you. Oh, no. I mean, Jed Hoyer, yeah. give me a break. All right. We're... Cody Bellinger and the nucleus, the starting core of this team, is the reason why they are where they are today. As I point out to people, can you imagine if Bellinger had not gone on the IL for one-plus months where this team would be right mm. now? 
Hmm. I mean, pretty remarkable turnaround. And it all started with Bellinger and Dansby Swanson. I know he's been struggling a bit lately, but, uh, you know, he's a remarkable glove man, too. I will give Hoyer credit for doing the right thing because players like Bellinger and the core nucleus of this team forced him to do the right thing. Well, Chris, he did sign. He, he did sign. He did yeah. sign Cody Bellinger. Let's not, and let's not I was absolutely. And it was, I'm going to give Hoyer credit where credit's due, but not overdue. So okay. signing right. Bellinger was masterful. Signing Candid, doing the deal for Candelario was superb. Yeah. That was unbelievable. We That's needed a real third baseman. And he's got the versatility to play first. And you say he's been struggling lately a little bit. But, you know, think about who hit those home runs in those couple of games yeah. in the Red Series to at least keep us in the game. No, no doubt about it. Thanks for the call, Chris. Great points all around. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not sleeping on – I stand by Jed Hoyer and the decisions of putting this team together and bringing in Cody Bellinger. But good point by you that if he's not down – for that time that he was with the injury. And it took him a little while when he came off the injured list to ramp back up. Like he was kind of slumping and then he was hitting sink. Cause that was the point where I'm like, Oh no, is this, are we going to get the, the Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers the, from the previous two years post injury? Cause he was still hitting singles, but he wasn't hitting the ball over the wall. Then he started hitting doubles and starting hitting the ball over the wall. And look, I, I understand, man. A lot of his work this year, a lot of his RBIs are just big-time cl- clutch hits where he's got the B-hack where he goes opposite field. And man, does that guy look formidable against lefties. He just never looks overmatched. It feels like so many times lefty on lefty, you just you just hope that they don't miss the one good pitch that they're going to get. And Bellinger has been so fun to watch against lefties, and teams still still don't get it <laughs> that Cody is going. And maybe we should just keep that secret. Cody Bellinger will hit you if you are a lefty. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. I've been told by Leo. Do we have Bob back? We have him back. Bob is back. That was my fault. We couldn't get him on. Oh, so okay. All I'll right. Take responsibility uh, okay. There. All right. All right. I wasn't looking to, to sell yourself out, but that's good that Bob is back. Hello, Bob. Hey, Mark. Hi. Um, I think Cody Bellinger, you could give the most credit to. I think he's lifting up because he's been there several times. He's lifting up the whole organization, other players, the uh, manager, uh, the GM, um, I think he makes he makes things work, and I, I know one point I I want to make. I know I've called in the last five seven years being a Cubs batch, basher six weeks ago, and I love the game of baseball. I really do. Like I have gone from being a White Sox fan to a Cubs fan six weeks ago. I like nothing no more longer about the White Sox. There's mm. nothing to like about that franchise anymore. Okay. You know, I've, I've heard Gabe Ramirez mention it before hinting at it. Um, oh, Gabe's going to become a Cubs fan too. Is that what you're saying, Bob? Well, what, he's he mentioned that? before. I, okay. I've heard him. Yeah. I, I've oh, heard yeah. him hint at it. Oh, he sold out everybody, man. He went and did Cubs pre and post game a couple of times this year. I mean, once you do that, 
you're you are starting to become painted. You are part Cubs fan. You you don't even have what was that movie District Thirty Nine or something like that where the people start the the guy starts to turn into a monster. That's what's going on with Gabe. Like I have not like we're gonna have to ask him to take his shoes off. He might have a Cubs foot. Anyway, thank you for taking our call. Cheers to you. Okay, Goodbye. thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. That was probably my best experience with Bob, too, for the record. Um, the Sox, by the way, lost to the Royals today, 12-1. to Jesse Schultz's. Does Jesse Schultz's pitch every day for the, the White Sox? <laughs> Jesse Schultz's started the game today, three and two-thirds, five runs on nine hits, and uh, that's about all the White Sox talk for today. But they did lose by 11 runs today, 3-1-2, 6-44, 67 67. I mean, it's pretty cool. If you have the ability to, I, I don't promote abandoning your team to go to the other team, but I do have a lot of respect for people who legitimately do root for both teams. And I know there's a lot of people out there that do. The only person I legitimately know that does that and is able to do that is our buddy Mark Potash on the Bears beat where he really does like legitimately enjoy, like people say Sox fans like they say they they like the cut they don't really I mean and, and vice versa 312-644-6767 let's go to Ken in Elk Grove what's up Ken hey Mark how are you good man how are you pretty good if Bob is going to join the Cub Allegiance yeah. he's got to drop a 20 just like Pat Hughes says and, <laughs> you know <laughs> But more important, Mark, it's Bears Week. Bears. And just let me ask you, yes. can turkeys fly? For the love of God, I thought <laughs> turkeys could fly. I heard the last bit. I've been texting you that the whole thing. Oh, uh, that's hilarious, man. Thanks thanks for the call. Uh, Was that Mark, it? Or... Keep up the good work. All right, thanks, Ken. Go. Appreciate that. Was he going to say go Cubs or go Bears? Sorry, I cut him off. I'm going to say he was going to say go Bears. It felt like a Bears call right there. I was at Hallis Hall today and trying to think of what was news out there. Matt Eberflus still not saying who the primary backup quarterback is going to be if uh, Tyson Bajan is actually going to be that guy or if they're going to go with Nathan Peterman. One big thing, I, I guess, that did occur out there today, that Jaquan Brisker did speak to the media today. We'll hear some of that a little bit later on, but you know, if he absolutely wasn't going to play against the Packers on Sunday, he would not be up there talking. This is one of those times where I absolutely believe the Bears about what they're saying about Jaquan Brisker. What they've been saying since Friday, what Matt Eberflus has been saying since Friday, and he spoke Friday and he spoke today, that that Wednesday is going to be the key day for Brisker because that is the next time the Bears are in pads where there will be some mild contact where he will be asked, whatever the Bears are doing, he will be asked to participate 100% of the way. And if he doesn't feel right or if something is aggravated, he won't play. But all signs point to the the positive side. Like I'd say, I'd say there's an 80% chance that Jaquan Brisker will play in the game. And right now, like, He's the only guy that did not practice. Well, no, I mean, he, he might have actually practiced. In the glimpse that we saw practice today, Jaquan Brisker was in uniform, and he was warming up with the rest of the team. But this is tis the season where we don't get to see any of the actual drills that went on. Today we didn't even get to see individual or position player stuff, probably because we've been, we've been uh, 
able to see things that maybe they haven't wanted us to see in the past. Like Dan Feeney snapping the football. Dan Feeney from Orland Park. Um, Lucas Patrick doing the same as well. I still don't know who's going to be center. I still don't know who's going to be left guard. My guess is that Cody Whiter will be the left guard. Lucas Patrick will be the center. But we'll talk more Bears here in a second. I got Kirby in Kentucky. Kirby, Kentucky, what up? You're on the score with Mark Rohde. I'm just driving through Kentucky, but how are we doing, Mark? I am doing well. Thank you. I'm kind of going to echo your point. I, I liked what Jed did, but I'm going to actually vote for Ross, and I tell you why. That first half, he did not have a bench. He had Mancini, he had Barnhart, he had Hosmer. Um, you know, you know, he had to ask or answer every question about those guys. He never really threw them under the bus, but you know, he was going to Jed saying, "I need a bench. I need a bench." And once he got a bench, he's had. Every single pinch hit that he needed to have, he's gotten, and he's ran his lineup like he really wanted to. Um, the other thing about that, too, is that one guy brought up the uh, the games that Cody was out. If you go back and look at the games Nico and Cody were out and look at our record, when those two were out, both on the DL, and what we could be now, we could be winning this division by 10 games. Hmm. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for the call. It's a good one, too. 312-644-6767. Yeah. Have had a couple of people mention the the bench thing and say, you know, Trey Mancini being on this team and Eric Hosmer. Shout out to the 815 texter who said that as well. A couple other texts before we get back to your calls while we're at it because there have been some good ones. 312-644-6767, especially when somebody says something like this. Mark, you are dead on about Hoyer. Why do you think Belly won't sign stay here. I don't know anything. I just have seen it too many times where there's a player that comes in for a one-year contract and they play well with the team and then they're either traded or they just don't resign. You know what I mean? Like a, for example, like a Nick Castellanos in the past, a Jock Jones, who I know was traded, or um, Jock Peterson, not Jock Jones. I'm going way back. My Cubs head is just filled, you know. I've been a Cubs fan and a Cubs reporter for way too long in my life. So I could I can go multiple jocks on you if you'd like. But Jock Peterson, another one of those guys. But they I mean that that was the right thing to do as well. I'm trying to think of and if you guys can think of examples of Cubs either rent rental players or players that they signed one-year contracts that they helped to make good again that they actually brought back and signed to big deals. I'm willing to listen. But, uh, you know, it, and but this is a unique situation. You know, I think, you know, Cody prob- Bellinger probably does really like playing in Chicago. He probably really does appreciate the fact that the Cubs, t- you know, have to give, be given some credit for turning him around. This feels like so many times that that is not worth as much as we think. And it does come down to how much the Cubs, how much of their payroll they are willing to devote to somebody like Cody Bellinger and obviously what other teams are thinking. I mean, he's going to go I, he's going to go to a big market team. I just I I reserve the right to remain skeptical about that. 312644-6767. John is in Indiana. Hello John, you're on the score. How you doing, Mark? Good, um yeah, uh, Hoyer definitely is huge with what he's done and let's go back to magical i mean you took this short guy who has good contact and you put him at third base and they're like this guy can't play third base 
and he's been doing amazing at third base. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, so, I I agree with that. I agree. You can't. I mean, he started. I mean, he started what I thought was one of the biggest plays of the day today when he started that double play in the eighth inning after after he walks after Steele walks J D Davis to start that inning. Right, and they and they said no, he can't play. He can't play. He can't. Well, and he did good, but but I still go back to uh, we got to go to Belly and and bringing him in. Man, we've got to we've got to figure out some way. I mean, he's. You got Boris, and he wants he's going to want an eight year deal, two hundred eighty, three hundred million, whatever. But uh, we gotta we gotta try to get into that, yeah. Because we need Billy. No, I, I think we you're really right. Do. I think I think he's a really good cub. You know what I mean? Like he fits the profile in so many ways, and I think it would be perfect. I mean, just in terms of what that guy can do, he's a big guy with this menacing stance who hits the ball to all sides of the ballpark. You know, I mean, like, I feel like that guy could probably have 30 home runs right now, but there's so many times where he has allowed himself. And maybe this is part of the credit to the Chicago Cubs and and what they have done to work with him and say, guess what? Guess what? On that pitch right there, maybe go oppo on that instead of trying to, to pull the ball out of the field. And he's had so many RBIs like that like that where he just went with the pitch and didn't try to do too much at the plate. And I'm glad you brought up Nick Madrigal. He has been really good at third base. He's had some big hits. He had that big two-run single in the 15-7 to win over the Reds yesterday. And, you know, some of that, like that game too, that game, the 15-7, to was that yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. Another game that didn't necessarily look like the Cubs were going to win. They ended up winning at 15-7. to But in that the Cubs' seventh inning, and this is symbolic of this Cubs team and some of the approach this year. In the seventh inning of that game, they're up 5-4 on the Reds. And Horner comes up with a – or they're trailing the Reds 5-4. Two outs. Two outs, right? Horner comes up with that two-out double – followed by Ian Happ, who on an 0-2 count just comes up with a little flare to left field to make it 5-5. Now, I love the 2016 Cubs. I did pre and post for the Cubs, 15, 16, and 17. So personally and professionally, obviously, I like watching those guys, and I like those guys. But there's been some games, man, like going up against – when they beat Brandon Woodruff the other day – like those baller pitchers that that those teams would like not enough Cubs players on the 15 16 17 that era of Cubs had the B hack so they struck out a ton and they weren't willing to give up at bats whereas you know Anthony Rizzo was the the lone exception it felt like but this team they will do that they will do that and that's why they win some of these games yeah it's an eight run win yesterday but sometimes you got to take a look at the nitty-gritty in a game. And to me, it was two-out hitting and two-strike hitting. Hey, the, the Seiya Suzuki home run today, early on, it's a home run on a, on a one-two count. And that's you know credit to his turnaround. And again, an overall change philosophy. And that, again, is where I... Why I give Jed Hoyer the most credit for this turnaround, because philosophically, 
That's one of the things that they have been talking about since Jed Hoyer got here, to make more contact. And it's working. And it's not, not, now it's gotten to a point where it's not, not just making more contact. It's producing and making runs and turning those into victories. Dave is in Wisconsin. Hello, Dave. You're on the score. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I'm well, Dave. How are you? Oh, doing good. After those two tough losses in Cincinnati, I'm glad we broke we broke the two-game losing streak yesterday, and today's win was just perfect. Now we need to stay healthy and start a win streak. What do you think it's going to take for that to happen? Well, I think that they're, they've shown that they're very capable of it. I mean, we started the show talking about that eight-game winning streak that really got this thing going in July, and... I hate saying stuff like this, but those two wins or those two horrible losses against the Reds very well could have been wins. I mean, they could be on their way to that eight-game winning streak right now. But that's as excruciating as those two walk-off losses were in Cincinnati. It's like every time you start to think that either an individual player on the Cubs is going to come down to size, or the Cubs are going to come down to size, and and they're going to be like, okay, this is kind of what we expected. They don't. They they turn it back on. They win that game yesterday. As I was just talking about fifteen to seven. They get back to Wrigley, where you could you know sometimes you get that first home game after a road trip letdown, and there was none of that. Justin Steele was pitching like it was the seventh game of the World Series, and the Cubs were clutch. Say it's a Duke, not just the home run, had an RBI double, a fielder's choice RBI as well. So some big-time hitting for him. Told you my guy, Jan freaking Gomes, with the RBI single as well to make it 3 to nothing. There just becomes a point in this season where, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cubs fans, where you're just like, okay, maybe they are good. Maybe this stuff is for real, even if I didn't think it was. Even if I still have that cynical feeling just because none of the feeling at the beginning of this season through halfway through this season felt like that until it did. So I can understand why people are conflicted when they are dealing with this Cubs team. It is Bernie. Bernie's in Algonquin. Hello, Bernie. You're on the score. Hey, Mark. Uh, my vote is for the bullpen. Okay. I think, I think since the, uh, all-star break they've been doing great and i think ross has been a magician managing that bullpen and look at our closer how many saves does he have you know i mean this is what it's going to take to 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 finish go to the finish line now because we can't pitch steel every day we got to have the bullpen come in there and save games for us and i think they've done it and i go i remember the days when the cubs had no bullpen in fact, I remember a game, I, I go way back, I think I remember a game in the 50s or the 60s where the Cubs had a 10-run lead in the ninth inning and blew it. Oof, yeah. And that, that's painful when you don't, you don't have any talent in the bullpen at all to help you out. And I think that's what we're going to really need to have happen to take us to the finish line here. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that they have been taxed lately. I thought yesterday when Tyone gives up, when Tyone's just not looking good early in the game, like typical Jamison Tyone lately where he's not looking good, and the bullpen going into yesterday's game was taxed. 
And I thought, oh man, when it's like 4-3 and neither starter, was it Spire? Neither starter is stopping anything. Like, oh boy, there's going to be an outfielder pitching for one of these two teams today. Tyone settled in just enough and obviously classic case of the offense having the the pitchers back yesterday. But there is no doubt about it that that Tyone has has probably got to get better. Obviously, he's got to get better. Well, we're going to hear a little bit later on, actually. We're going to hear from Ron Coomer, who I asked uh, Ron Coomer when I was filling in for Mully with David Hall. We had the Coom dog on, and I asked him, can you tell me how I could have faith in Jamison Tyone again? So we'll we'll give you Coom's answer a little bit later on. Now, this is before the game yesterday, so we will we will dig into that just a little bit later on. But, yeah, that is – that is a concern if he continues to tax the bullpen. I thought it was interesting today. The ninth inning, it's it's a 4 nothing game, and I thought we might see – it's been a while now. Has it been two, three games now since we've seen Alzali? And he's been, he'd been struggling, so I understand it. I thought today would have been a good day to bring him back. Like this 4 nothing. Get him back in there in, or excuse me, five. What was it at the time? Yeah, Cubs were up. I thought it was a good a good predicament for Alzali to come in. I mean, it's possible because this happens a lot where a guy is just unavailable, and that may have been the case. Uh, but Jose Quas comes in and gets the job done in the ninth inning or the eighth inning. The Cubs, excuse me, the ninth inning, and the Cubs win the game five zip. But yeah, I just I thought this would have been a good. I don't know. Did did Ross? Do we know if did Ross say anything about Alzali after the game that we know of? Okay, we'll go back and check. Um, but yeah, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. This could have been the day to get him right again. All right, we got another full hour to do. We've got bonus on this show today because I didn't think that we would get to hang out this long today but it was an hour and 59 minutes and it was a terrific Cubs game. So we'll continue to take your calls on who you give the most credit for this Cubs turnaround. 312-644-6767. We will also talk about the Bears because it is game week. Today was the first practice in earnest preparation for the Green Bay Packers. And I'm going to use two dirty words to describe this game from the Bears side of things coming up here in just a little bit. I'm Mark Grody. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 